0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by Micah. Yeah. Half of Micah, honestly. Yeah. Right
1: yeah. now. All that um, making fun of Jim Ross for his Bell's policy is finally catching up to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Micah, Micah, for those uh, underwear. the reason we had to push recording back a day anyway, and the reason why Micah sounds like that he has his mouth filled with gauze is because he does indeed have his mouth filled with gauze because he had to go get a couple teeth pulled
1: yesterday yeah that's not uh that's not a fun experience um this was the first time i've had teeth pulled with um with just novocaine like when i got it when i when i had it done as a child they gave me laughing gas so you know you don't feel nothing you don't remember nothing but like i was fully awake and just like you just feel that pressure and you hear the you hear the the teeth being pulled from the sinew in your mouth and then they had to drill because the one down here was just too just buried deep in it. And they were like, mm. all right. You smell the drill. I have my eyes closed because I'm a bitch, yo. I can't. <laughs> I, can't. <laughs> I couldn't this little teeth out of my mouth with these fancy pliers, man. Well, I'm, I'm going to be doing a lot of
0: talking today because I'm trying to save like <laughs> a... From having to uh, to introduce news stories, I'll be handling the the introduction news stories. Michael will be here for for commentary. We got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. A lot of stuff. Um, it is uh, we we we're gonna give save our destiny stuff to the back half of the show. Me, myself, and Mike have a lot to say about the game, about some of the news around the game. Um, we will of course address the big gaming controversy in the world this week. I'm sure most of you know what it is. Um, but let's get started real quick. Um, besides Destiny, I've been playing a lot of everybody's golf, uh, lately because that's what me and my wife have been playing recently. Um, there's not a whole lot to really call and write home about with the game. I mean, if you, if you like Hotshots, this is so far, um, probably the best iteration of Hotshots Golf. And I won't really be able to make that statement declaratively till I've actually spent some time in it because World International, um, on the vita was really good um but yeah so far so good um the i will say the only knock on it is that the progression through the game is really slow hmm. um like i'm like i've played i've probably played like six, 5 or 6 hours um my golfer level is like level 9 which you know takes quite a few rounds and holes to to get to that level but i still only have like one course unlocked so far and i'm only ranked 2 um in like the tournament rankings in the single player. Okay. So there's a lot to unlock. Like there's a lot of courses, um, outfits for your characters, stuff like that, but it's a very slow, slow burn. Um, another thing that I like about this one that's new is that you can actually level up specific aspects of each of your clubs. So like if you hit a long drive, um, on the fairway, your driver will gain experience points. And as it levels up, it increases like the power that it has, or like if you land a ball, on the green within like 15 feet of the cup, um, like, the, like the club use will get a certain level up for like control and yeah. stuff like that. So that's a neat thing. It kind of reminds me almost of Skyrim. Like you get experience just for doing the stuff that you do in the game, and it makes you just better at those things as you go along. So cool. it's neat. Um, if you're a fan of hot shots, there is absolutely no reason that you shouldn't pick this one up. Uh, it's been a blast and i've been playing with my wife and i don't know if i should be concerned that she's holding her own despite the fact that the only two rounds of the game that she's played so far are the two rounds that we've played against each other <laughs> um where i've had a lot more experience so far so maybe she's just a savant at the uh at the hot shots
1: sounds like me and my wife when we were at the driving range for my birthday she was just kicking my ass i'm just like i'm sitting there trying to do all this form and like all right well my my wrist has to be this way my feet have to be this way and my body has to be this way and she's just fucking hitting the thing She's like, uh, boop. She's like oh
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> uh mike tell me about black manta
1: uh black manta came out today and um i like him he's really fun from uh uh, Black Manta came out for Injustice, and he's he's super fun. Uh, one of the big complaints about Injustice is that when people get into a projectile match, like it's just two people on either side just throwing projectiles, throwing projectiles, particularly with characters who are known for just using projectiles like uh, Deadshot. Black Manta has a teleport punch that, Can get in without doing that stupid like dash duck dash duck dash duck thing. Like it will get him directly into um, and get you get you in close with an offensive attack. It's um, it's not safe on block, but if you do it while some dumbass deadshot character is shooting guns from Mm -hmm. the from the end of the screen, um, it's guaranteed hit. So you can't just you can't play that game with him. Um, he's super fun, man. If Terrence was here, I would say, I would, he was wondering whether or not he should buy it. Uh, yeah. It, you don't necessarily have to get the fighter pack too, if you don't want to, but I think he would have a good time with black Manta and, um, and black Manta, like he's just, he reminds me of Terrence. Like he's just an embittered black man. Just, just, Oh, you're my first kill for the day. like, what God, like, damn bro. Like, uh, is it, is it? You having a bad day? It's just like I'm gonna murder you. I'm like, what? It just like I'm gonna kill you, and then I'm I know where your daughter lives. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Black Mana, chill out. They also a lot of characters make fun of his helmet. He's like, Wow, your head must be really weird. It's like it's a helmet, dumbass. Like, oh well, what <laughs> the fuck are you doing wearing it? So why do I feel like the flash probably has some helmet quips? um the flash bizarro's like, bizarro's bizarro did not know what the fuck was going on with his helmet and um there was one other character that had that had a, a comment about his helmet it was funny
0: very good very good well uh speaking of funny um we we recorded the die another day episode of the men with the golden tongues this past weekend yes. and uh it should be coming out uh, it should be coming out Thursday. Okay, so yeah, you go, Thursday. Um, if you haven't signed up for premium content yet, probably should for this one. Yeah. It's uh, densepixels.com slash premium. Uh, just $5 if you want to try it for a month. If you want to get it for the whole year, it's 50 um, that besides the men of the golden tongues, you also get two episodes of no time to believe this month. You get the look forward political podcast every single week and you get the area grievances uh, every other week as well. So lots of good shows. I think we're up over 300 hours total of content so far, at least 20 episodes of the men of the golden tongues mm-hmm. so far. So definitely again, check it out. Denspickles.com slash premium. Also, if you are, uh, if you are not, subscribe to us on youtube make sure you go to youtube.com slash dense pixels subscribe to the show there uh we also release this podcast in audio form or sorry video form rather every single week so if you want to see micah struggle to talk through his uh through his pulled teeth this week you can go to youtube.com slash dense pixels watch this episode uh, and again hit subscribe uh, we're always we're thinking about different ways to do different like video things that we can uh that we can populate the channel with. Also, I think that when we when we do streams, um, which hopefully will be coming in more frequently here, uh, we'll probably also post those on our YouTube channel as well. So if you don't get a chance to watch it on Twitch, uh, you'll be able to check it out there also. Um, new releases. There's a lot of games that came out this week. I'm just going to run down the list. Um, most notably, probably NBA 2K18. Um, but both, most of these are Friday releases too, by the way. Um, NBA 2 k 18 Releases this week, uh WNBA Live eighteen releases this week. What? I'm just I'm just gonna call NBA Live WNBA Live because I would imagine oh, that half the people <laughs> that are gonna buy it are gonna be buying it specifically for the <laughs> for the
1: WNBA mode. Yeah, I totally forgot that they had the WNBA in this game.
0: Mm-hmm. So, like I said, they'll probably like there are probably by my estimation. <sighs> 500 WNBA fans, so half of those, all, all of those people will buy it, and then the other 500 people will buy the game that are going to buy live instead of 2K, and that will round it out to an even thousand for them <laughs> this, uh, this release. Um, NHL 18 releases this weekend. Uh, so does Metroid Samus Returns on the 3DS. Uh, Baja, Edge of Control HD. I can't say the word Baja without, without uh, flashing back to Diamonds or Forever and how Jimmy Dean says the word. Baha! Um, <laughs> Dishonored Death of the Outsider, the standalone Dishonored expansion releases. Uh, there's an Inside Limbo, in, sorry, Inside and Limbo double pack that's coming out. Uh, if you haven't played either of those, that's probably a good investment. Uh, NASCAR Heat 2, uh, Pro Evolution Soccer 2018, uh, everyone's favorite soccer game in South America, releases this week. Then <laughs> Ease 8, Lacrimosa of Dana, the E series, still going strong apparently, apparently. Oh,
1: there are what eight of them yeah.
0: gracious, man. and uh, on the digital side the only the only thing I saw of notes uh, was Samurai Showdown 5 special which looks like a gussied up version of uh, Samurai Showdown 5 if you're to that um, couple new release date announcements as well a uh, couple unexpected release date announcements LA Noir is coming back um, they're re-releasing this game on PS4 Xbox one and switch on November 14th uh, they're also coming out with some VR cases that if you have the PlayStation VR uh, you can take advantage of and then okami is coming back yet again uh december 13th on ps4 xbox one and pc Micah, are you excited about Ellie noir or and or okami
1: i'd be excited to play okami again but um i bought Ellie noir and i just wasn't really feeling it
0: like i was it. it's i think it's the only rockstar game i've ever finished all really? the way. yeah i don't need to play it again but you know it's enjoyed one. Of it. three,
1: it's one of the few that i have never finished and interesting it is I, I don't know i just wasn't i just wasn't feeling it i think it was the time period i'm I'm not a fan of nothing a, a fan of things set in the past based in america you know what i mean
0: i do i and trust me i understand they're uh they it takes place in 40s la and uh there are definitely some very 40s la happenings in that game in terms of how like black people are spoken to so it's very it's period authentic yeah yeah
1: that's for
0: sure um but yeah so that's that's coming out i like i said i'm not gonna buy that i don't need to play it again it's one of those things you really only need to experience one time but it's uh, interesting that out of nowhere that that's happening so uh let's get into headlines this week uh known racist does a racist thing to the shock of absolutely nobody um noted youtube streamer uh pewdiepie went on his channel the other day and called someone in a heated moment while playing player in those battlegrounds the N-word, which I will not say. Micah can say it though.
1: Uh I, I out of respect for uh for uh my friend Brad here, I won't say it. Um but uh well not out of respect for you, just out of common decency. Like I, I know you don't use that type of terminology, and I'm not gonna use it as a pronoun like Terrence does. But, um <laughs> But look, I'm not. I'm not upset that uh, this guy said it. Quite frankly, I'm. I'm of the mindset that uh, white people say that word all the time, um, and it would be incredibly hypocritical of me to condemn him for saying it, given the shit that I say on this podcast. Um, I believe that everyone has the right to say whatever they want to say. And what they don't have the right to do is complain when people take offense to it. Um, I mean, you, you hear, you hear a lot of stuff like that online and, um, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying it's cool or whatever, um, because usually it's not said in the midst of a joke. Like when I, when I, uh, say inappropriate language, I try to do it. I try my best to do it in the context of a joke. Uh, unless I'm talking about a preacher from Baltimore, in which case that guy is a nigger, but I don't, <laughs> I, 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 but that's just cause I don't like him and I'm, I'm saying it to be offensive. Um, but, This guy, the one thing, the one thing that I hate about this guy is that this guy has all the fame and money that a person in this of his, you know, in this genre, right? Of just YouTube celebrities. He is the face. He has all the money in the world and all the fame. Yet when he does and and that emboldens him to do stupid shit, and when you do stupid shit like that as somebody calls you out on it, then he plays the victim no nah, bro you're you're you nobody's victim, you, I think that's what you're doing
0: I think that you of all people um You you've shown your self awareness. So so like for those of you that haven't been fans a long time, like Micah one time said something on the show, and nobody nobody said anything to him about it. He took it upon himself though because he felt bad to actually record like an apology about that, and we give him shit about it because it's funny. But like that's that shows who Micah is. Okay,
1: like like I try to you know I try not to. I try not to be evil about it. You know? Well, you have you have self awareness
0: though. That's that's the thing is that you can you can look within yourself, and and because I'm sure you went back and you listened to that episode after you recorded it because I'm sure it was like in your head, right? And yeah. you probably looked and said, "Man, like I don't like how I come off in this situation. Let me get out in front of this." And and like I said, you didn't even need to. Like like no one asked you to. No one you know said, "Oh my god, I can't believe he said that." you know, I, this is ridiculous. And, and you know, it's not like Jay pressured you into doing that. Like, you just did it. You yeah. didn't have to, but you did it. And you did it because you felt bad about it. Um, there have certainly been times where, you know, I've made a joke about something that was off color. And in my head, like afterwards, I'm like, oh, I don't really like how that, how that came out. Like, it, it happens to the best of us. The problem with PewDiePie, and I don't want to linger on him too long because there's another half of the story that I think is far more interesting. Um, is that A, he's done this several times before.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And B, it was the it, it's not necessarily what he said, but how easily it it flowed from him. You know what I mean? Like, and, and the thing that I've heard that's critical of this, and I agree with it, is the way it was said and and the casualness with which He used that word suggests that it's a word that he probably uses away from the cameras. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, absolutely, he does. Absolutely, he does. And you know, for for the ignorant who are just like, "Well, it's just a word," you know, it's just like, "What's the big deal?" Like words are words. Like, yeah, but words have power. And uh, like I said, he can say whatever he wants, but when he said it, he said. Oh, that guy's a fucking... Oh, that guy's a fucking nigger. Oops, I'm sorry. I mean, he's an asshole, equating that... Well, I just wanted to... It was a Michael Richards thing. I wanted to say something that I know was inflammatory. Okay, Mm -hmm. well, you know it's inflammatory, and people say it to other people in that way all the time. I just... You're right. He has zero self-awareness, which is why... Which is why I don't feel any type of sympathy for him, because he, he...
0: he literally posted yet another apology video today. And he said, I, and he said, I'm mad at myself because I keep doing this. And I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's a you problem, dude.
1: Yeah. you're, it's you're absolutely not, a you problem. You're a grown man. And look, any apology that he puts up, like I'm not, uh, it falls on deaf ears when it comes to me, because how many times can you do the same thing over and over again and apologize for it? And, you expect people to come back you're not capcom you don't get to make the same mistake over and over and over again and expect people to still buy your fucking street fighter games well again and no one's no one's even like holding
0: him to some unreasonable standard i mean i've i have mentioned on the show before um i've certainly used in my youth use like the the bad f word not fuck obviously but the one that you shouldn't yeah. say The cigarette. um right and it's and i used to use it like you know, first online or amongst friends, and then as you gain life experience and as you meet, uh, you know, meet more people and meet people in different walks of life than you, you learn that that word is something that is hurtful to other people, and it's it's on you as a person to, if you care about those people, to shove that word down and and not use it. Like like another example is at you know, I used to use the word gay. To mean stupid and that was just something you did you know what i mean like that and and because at the time that's what people did and then as time goes long and you meet you know more and more people and you have a lot of meet a lot of friends who also have to be homosexual and you find out oh like when people do that that's really hurtful you're like man i don't want to i don't want to hurt these people with that language even though that they know i'm not you know like a homophobe myself so it's it's on you to recognize that that language is is harmful to other people, even if those aren't people in your sphere, and to do something different about it, right? And I'm sorry, but but PewDiePie or Felix Kelberg or whatever you know, what the fuck his name is, is a grown man, and and a grown man who's been through this before, right? <laughs> like there there is no excuse that he could levy that would be a reasonable explanation to explain away what he did and like i said this the, this take that we're offering is not unique but it's it's the take that you'd expect to hear from a human being who cares about you know the, the feelings and the thoughts of other people and especially because he is the face and and this is going to lead into the other part of the story he is for better or worse whether we chose him or not whether he wants to be or not he is sort of the face of the live stream community because he was the he's the most successful and he was among the first and good or bad, right or wrong, he's a guy that needs to be held to a higher standard. And you can say, "Oh, that's unfair, Brad." No, it's not. not. Not not when you make the millions of dollars that he makes. Right. No nobody would argue that, you know, guys like LeBron James, guys like I you know, I hate bringing him up as an example, but guys like Tom Brady, you know, people like that should be held to a higher standard. because they represent more than just themselves
1: yeah whether they want to or not you can be like charles barkley and be like oh i'm not a role model all you want but yeah you kind of are
0: so the other part of the story and i think arguably the part that's more interesting than known racist does a racist thing again (laughs) um is is part of the game industry is at least had enough of this so sean vanneman um, is the is the founder of Campus Santo Games, uh, who are best known for Firewatch, and he has he decided he's he's followed through and done this. He's filed a DMCA takedown request for any of PewDiePie's videos uh, about Firewatch, and the reason that he wants to do this is because he says that basically he's sick of you know of him getting more and more chances to make money off of his product. Um, it quote, he's worse than a closeted racist. He's a propagator of despicable garbage that does real damage to the culture around this industry. And his, and Sean Vanaman's standpoint is by allowing his firewatch videos to remain on his site. He's complicit in that. And that he's made like, like they've made money because of PewDiePie featuring their content and PewDiePie has made money off their content. And they have to understand that there is a responsibility there. Um, to be had between that. So it, it is within Sean Vanaman's legal rights to do this. The, the digital uh, copyright millennium act, uh, sorry, digital millennium copyright act allows the use of things like game footage and stuff like that in video clips that are posted online. They're not covered under fair use. Um, so it's well within his rights to do that. And it's well within the rights of anyone in the gaming community or sorry, any game publisher to do that as well. They typically don't because usually streaming is sort of a a, a quid pro quo um, avenue where, yes, they're using you know your IP in a way that you don't intend it, but at the same time, it's raising awareness to it and stuff like that, so it's making you money. So no one usually says anything. Um, a couple weeks ago, of course, or a couple months ago, rather, we covered, of course, um, Sega and Atlas threatening to take down people um, who streamed past a certain point in persona five. And we certainly argued against that, um, as being a little petty and, and, you know, overreactionary for no reason. Um, so I'm curious, Micah, how do you feel about this situation?
1: Um, with the persona thing, that's because, you know, oh, well, I don't want my story to get out. Like that's, that's, that's a stupid excuse. Um, This, the reason why he's doing, why Vanderman is doing it is a far more legitimate excuse in my opinion. He, um, he has a brand, he has a product and a brand and he doesn't want to associate it with someone who does a bunch of stupid shit. He's in his legal right to do it. Um, he wasn't playing, uh, Firewatch when he said it, but uh, look, if if that's the type of person that you allow for that you have this mutual thing with and you don't like what that person does guess what like it's your product man you gotta do you gotta do everything to protect your brand because what if one day he's he's uh, uh Kelberg is playing Firewatch for whatever reason and he's talking and the, the girl that's on the other on the radio says something that he don't like and he calls her like some sort of name or some shit like that. Like then that reflects poorly on, you know, that, that damages your brand a little bit. And quite frankly, I look, I would do the same thing, man. I know some people will argue that, you know, he, he, that Vandemans, um, is overreacting, but, um, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think so. If, if, uh, if we if we were to be sponsored by somebody, this is one of the reasons why it's good that we're not sponsors, because we can say whatever we want to say. But if we were sponsored by somebody and I make some sort of off color comment, or Terrence, uh, who refers to everybody as the N-word, like he's not trying to be like it's just a part of his vocabulary. But if a sponsor comes up and is like, I don't want you saying that anymore, uh and if you do, I'm going to pull the product. Gonna, I mean, I get it. So I, I, I don't, I don't know, man.
0: Well, I in in this specific instance, I generally agree with you. Of course, that does invite the slippery slope argument. So let's let's just say hypothetically, um, several more creators um, pull their pull their stuff from from his stream, right? and let's say he's like, "Holy shit, if i don't stop this bleeding i'm going to you know possibly lose a lot of money it's going to affect my channel, this that or the other. So he sues them and and he goes to court and he loses because there's already a law in the books that allows them to to do that for any reason. but now you have legal precedent that if any other company decides i don't want to have this you know have this stream of my game on this channel." then they can file a takedown notice and they, they, are, they have an ironclad protection to make it happen. Now you say, oh, if someone's being a racist scumbag, great. And yes, I, I agree with you on that. The problem arises, someone abuses that power to, say, take down a negative review of the game or to you know take down something, you know like you said with the Atlas thing, if, if a part of the story pops out that they don't want people to be able to see online. Um, that's where the problem comes but I, so I, I, went through several phases with this story. Um, uh, when I first heard it, of course, my initial reaction was good. Fuck him because, you know, <laughs> because fuck, fuck you die by he's an asshole. Um, then I, then I came back to that slippery sucker, like, Man, do we, do we really want a legal precedent to be established? Um, based off of this case. And again, there's no indication that he will file suit in order to protect those videos. I don't think that he would, unless it was like a in mass, you know, bailing out. On his channel, um, so but but, it, but it, it's but it's dangerous precedent. But I'm actually not that worried about it. Here's why. So let's let's say everything that I mentioned happens. Right, we have a legal binding case. Everyone that streams games and that publishes games on YouTube and and Twitch for that matter. Um, now the, the stuff that they put up is not protected. Anyone can come along that owns that IP and file a file a takedown notice against it, and they'll win because there's legal backing. Um, I would love to see the first time a company goes to like a mate, not, not us, obviously, like we're not big enough to, to, you know, have major sway on the industry, but, but like, let's, let's say a notable streamer, let's say, let's say destiny, let's say Activision goes to my name is Bife and says, you can't use our footage in your lore videos anymore with that you put up. I don't think that they're going to want that to happen because then my name is Bite has a platform that he can shout from the rooftops on multiple times a week saying, fuck Activision, they're assholes, they did this. And it's, it's going to reflect negatively on them. Mm-hmm. Um, Firewatch, and to, as if to reinforce that, because of course his fans are fucking stupid, um, Firewatch is getting review bombed on Steam right now. <laughs> For, for people that are sympathetic to PewDiePie. So while, while PewDiePie has to live with the consequences of his action, Sean Vanneman also, and any other company that wants to file any kind of a take notice, also needs to, will, will have to suffer the consequences of that action as well. Now, Sean Vanneman, I'm pretty sure, is not going to give a shit about getting a review bombed on Steam right. for you know, standing up for a moral principle that he holds dear and right. more power to him. Um. But yes, yeah, so I'm. I'm not as concerned as I was about that when I first saw it.
1: Yeah, this. Um, I, I understand this slippery slope argument. I. I. I don't think this particular argument holds weight with this story. Um, and look, that's what courts are for, man. Like, yeah, it's it's a legal precedent, but it's not a golden rule. Like every, every case would hi, hypothetically every hypothetical case would have to be uh, hypothetically reviewed in individual in you know in uh in its it, by its I fucking can't think um but you know what i'm trying to say <clears throat> i hope and um I, I i don't know i don't know in this case you're right i don't think it's uh i don't think it's um i don't think it's an issue that we have to necessarily worry about.
0: And, and you know what, like if, if a game maker is going to go to someone that's being a shit bag and be like, Hey, you're not going to use our product anymore to, to, to profit on your stream. Don't be a shit bag. Maybe. And that's the the story. I
1: mean, mean, it's much easier to, uh, to not be a bigot, (laughs) Uh, especially, (laughs) Look, you can be a, you can be a bigot all you want, but, um, if you want to be a bigot and, and still get paid, Like that's not, you know, every, every ignorant dumbass out there is a freedom of speech. Like no one, the government didn't censor him. Like he could say whatever he wants to say, man. And, and in turn, the company that is being represented by him can say whatever the hell they want to say.
0: I'm just annoyed because I'm sick and tired of talking about this fucking guy. And I know in four months he's going to do something else stupid and we're going to be right back here doing this shit again. Yeah. So ho- hopefully there's an interesting back half of the next time as well, because at least I I was loath to want to talk about this. You can't ignore it because it's such a big story in the industry this week. Yeah. I'm just glad that there was something else to sink our teeth into um, rather than just that story. Um, We're also blowing up the format of the show today because we're doing question of the week right now because it's re- because it's related to this. Um, We asked you guys if you if you agreed with Sean Vannum's decision to uh, file takedown notices against PewDiePie's videos of Firewatch? And are you concerned about the precedent that the action sets and the unintended consequences that it could lead to down the road? Um, I'm going to read through these kind of quickly and not read them verbatim. Summarize people's thoughts, um, so my apologies. But I was, it, was, it was nice to see a couple newer faces that I don't see too often in there this week. Um, Carrie says if a stream wants to have a positive relationship with the gaming industry, I suggest they not be a fucking racist Nazi. Uh, The whole slippery slope argument is moronic, as it always has been. Don't give a company a legitimate reason to want to completely dissociate with you, and they probably won't file a complaint. Very, very true. Uh, cam says he understands the fear that could lead to a future which companies get pissed at someone bad mouthing their product Uh, but he doesn't watch any of this shit so it doesn't affect him in any way so fuck that racist piece of shit and i hope he loses all of his money and in three months he is sucking dick under the overpass for the retweets fuck him i hope he dies in a tire fire Trey says if you're not spewing racist homophobic bullshit, you have nothing to worry about. As Jim Sterling proved that if a game studio wants to be a petty bitch because they don't like their review, you can get thrown out of court. I hope they threw the entire bookshelf at that bastard. Yeah, we didn't we didn't talk about the Sterling thing, Micah. How are you attuned to that whole thing that no. happened six months ago where um Jim Sterling on his YouTube channel shit on a shitty Steam game company and they tried to sue him and they lost really badly? Good. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. R- reviews are a different thing than Let's Plays. Like, reviews, yeah, they can't do anything to you because you are offering a critique on a product. Those are covered under under fair use. We're talking more about, like, just let like live streams.
1: Yeah, yeah, live streams, which is just essentially free advertising, for fuck's sakes. Like, say whatever. Yeah, no, no, get out of
0: here. Uh, Dustin says that he's amazed by the amount of people that actually watch people playing games. I uh, might look up a secret if I'm having a hard time getting through a level. He'll look it up, uh, but he never listens to anyone saying, and you try to find one without audio. Um, he also finds it crazy that he's getting so much flack for saying a bad word. Has no one that's complaining ever been in a call to Duty lobby? Um, everyone has fucked my mom, and I'm a dumbass cracker. At some point, people need to just get over themselves. And really, at the, at the end of the day, is Firewatch really a game? Now, Goldeneye, that's a fucking game. <laughs> I don't think the issue is so much that it's not like people obviously know that it goes on, but it does matter. Like it's the same reason why like Trump matters, right? Like Trump's a fucking crazy person, but at the same time he's all he is still also the president. So it matters what he says and 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 how he acts, because that affects how America is perceived. And the same way that PewDiePie again is like it or not is the face of this whole live streaming community so how he is perceived is how the majority of people will be perceived as well right so uh andy says this will be looked upon as the moment that started the ball rolling towards pewdiepie's eventual bankruptcy
1: finally he uh he nails it with that (laughs) one so it's a little late though because this is like the fourth or fifth time
0: Uh, Christopher says let's face it spewing racism in the digital faces of millions of fans is fucking awful Um, so for that developer and potentially others fighting against him only makes sense that's their company and livelihood good on them for standing up against that Swede racist Um, so echoing your thoughts there Micah Uh, Gaston says no reason to make (laughs) no reason to make make Micah struggle to read anymore (laughs) I agree with this decision don't be racist sexist sexist homophobic etc it's easy it is easy. Uh, George says, "Calm down, uh, PewDiePie was, or sorry PewDiePie, as we will always pronounce it, mm-hmm. uh, was just trying to make PUBG great again. He was probably tired from going to Home Depot and buying tiki torches in bulk. The guy wasn't cheating. PewDiePie just kept hitting Alt and Right to shoot. <laughs> Any of these doing anything for you? No, then just fucking. <laughs> was funny, George." Amir is uh, shortened to the point. Uh, Yes, I agree with Vanaman. Fuck PewDiePie and everyone that loves him. Uh, Diamond says, I mean this metaphorically, but as the poet, the poet laureate Ice-T says, and then he posts a link of Ice-T's body count on YouTube. (laughs) Uh, Aaron says if he had to take guests, he could have gotten the game for free to stream uh, unless there's some type of contractual obligation, which I can uh, absolutely guarantee you there is not. Um, He has no issue with not wanting to support or appear to support a racist, bigot, prejudiced person, etc. Uh, it's not a good look. I wouldn't want to purchase any future titles from a developer or publisher that does support them. Um, But with with PewDiePie, as he he abbreviated, because he doesn't want to say his name, and JonTron, maybe companies should vet better instead of jumping behind numbers and views. Um, I mean, it's only uh, in the past couple of years that PewDiePie has really emerged as being really fucking stupid. A- a- as, you know, the the more the more you know higher people get in power, the more dumb thing yeah. above something the they tend to do, I think is the principle there.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Mark says, I disagree because of the simply reason that this is deemed okay, then you were saying that developers have the right to give any reviewer that dislikes or bashes their game can't make videos. Uh, where I do not agree or like PewDiePie, this will open a bigger can of worms with reviewers in press. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that is the fear. I I I just don't see it happening on a wide on a wide scale.
1: Um didn't uh, didn't Ubisoft at one point try to black try to blackball some uh, uh, EGM?
0: Uh, oh, that was yeah, that was um yes. Well, the the controversy there was this was back in when Assassin's Creed came out. Yeah. Um, they try they threatened to pull advertising um from EGM for their their low and by low I'm talking like seven point five um yeah. score for Assassin's Creed. So, yeah. and th- there's another instance also where, um, who published Army of Two? I think that was EA. Think, some yeah, now, so. I don't know if it was EA or if it was the company that developed Army of Two, threatened to pull um advertisement from Giant Bomb for, for low scores as well. So, that's it's certainly something that's happened in the past. Um, and again, some, some, what you have to remember is companies can take down stuff now they don't like like they have the legal right to do it they don't do it because it would be a really bad look yeah for them to do it and they also know that the negative backlash in the in the video game community would far outweigh you know the the benefits of, of having their videos taken down yep so uh mac hi mac i don't know i don't you may if you posted before i don't remember seeing you before but then again i don't read these usually yeah, um <laughs>
1: He posts a lot, actually. I remember the oh, okay. name
0: because his last
1: name is what it is and it's yeah. like oh, so Mac-
0: Macbeth, I guess I should say the whole thing. <laughs> so um he would love to see PewDiePie's channel crash and burn. There are other channels that are way better than his, such as Vanos and Funhouse and NB Gaming. However, I think this will give other companies the courage to do the same thing when they disagree with what a YouTuber puts out. We have to protect these creators a little bit, especially during current YouTube policies. Are you um Mike, are you pro Google? regulating this
1: regulating what the um the
0: whole the whole live stream thing on their platform at least
1: uh no because it's not um i mean i'm not aware of whether or not like a lot of this like a lot of what youtube if youtube is being used to elicit you know violence and hate then yeah, regulate it, but it's not a it's not a it's not a problem. You know what I mean? Like, I look, well, well, I'm I'm all
0: bigger problem well, that you probably think it is. You just don't, you just don't go into the far reaches
1: where it is a problem. So yeah, like, like I'm I'm just ignorant to it. You know, like I I don't know I don't know enough about it. I know that a lot of content creators are really pissed, especially because there's a lot of content creators out there that use uh clips from film and things like that like we've got hit a couple of times uh because we use clips from black on black cinema and um it it, it, uh, from tyler perry movies uh mainly um asking trying to get us you know to take down our videos and it's a fight and it's a pain in the ass um yeah i i don't know i would have to i would have to think on it because i'm not usually for regulation unless it's something that can kill someone or something that would elicit violence but um at the same time like i i, I would need to i would need to read more of i would need to read up on the situation okay
0: Uh, Mark says he doesn't see a huge amount of DMCA takedowns coming because companies want to remain in the good graces of most people that put them up, a.k.a. the people who buy their games. Uh, But exceptions and examples can should be made of those who are in the public eye and act like dickholes. You have freedom of speech, but not freedom from consequences. And I hope Pewds consequences include a daily exclamation of fuck my balls. Uh, Daniel says that this would probably go completely unnoticed if he was a smaller streamer. So there's clearly an audience who likes this kind of stuff and he's probably not the only one. So props to Vanderman for trying, but I think the culture for this behavior is too big to have anything happen to it. I personally do what is probably the only thing to do, which is not watch any of it. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's is part of the story that, that didn't get um, enough play is the amount of people. Most of them white, by the way, like when I say most, I mean the vast majority coming to his defense. Mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, this was done in in a fit in a in a passionate moment." But again, it, it's it's in moments like that that people usually let their true colors
1: shine through. <laughs> is all I'll say. I mean, you're right, especially cuz y- y- you know. Because
0: I- because if if you have to walk around like 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 again, if you're the type of person who when you're conducting yourself in a social situation has to walk around saying, don't say the N word. Don't say the N word. Don't, <laughs> right. don't say the N word. Don't say the N word. That's, I I don't have to do that. Right. Because that word's not part of my
1: vocabulary normally. Right. Exactly. Like to your <laughs> point, to your point, like uh, from earlier, the the F word that rhymes with maggot, I don't go around calling people that because it it, I don't even think to do it. Like it doesn't, it doesn't come off the roll off the tongue you know what i mean this isn't 1993 <laughs> like come on yo like I, I don't i don't know and and look if the kid if the guy were like in his teens maybe i'd give him a pass guy's like yeah, he's, a, he's, a,
0: he's a he's a grown ass man
1: yeah man like no, you he know right from wrong you you are aware of the world for fuck's sake and, and I, i'm assuming he lives in america he does well i'll uh, fuck you then like i might have even given you a little bit of a pass if you lived in a foreign country
0: I, my, my, fa- my favorite defense from people is i use the word all the time i'm like that's not something that you should probably be <laughs> <laughs> right. writing about so fuck white guy i so. mean jesus christ man read a history book for christ's sake um Justin says while he'd hate to see this go to court and set legal precedent, um, there's not a chance in hell that he could back Felix' side of things here. Um, it, but it does feel like if it does go to court, the outcome um, will be a loss for everyone in the long run. Uh, it'll either be easier for IP owners to pull down content they don't like, uh, or it'll give content creators precedent to be complete assholes with, uh, with, no, with no check. Uh, in the case of the former, we also have to remember that fair use is a defense, not a right. It's something you have to prove in court, not a shield. Against DMCA takedown,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Johnny says tolerating white toxicity and mediocrity for the sake of a dollar ain't nothing new. Apologists and sycophants alike will make up a new buzzword for inappropriate behavior. Sad to say, but pudes will be just fine. Yeah, he will. Uh, Matthew says bad reviews and being a racist aren't the same, so I don't see any unintended consequences of coming coming from this or trend of retaliation on behalf of game companies. Uh, worst case streamers have to enter in the contracts with publishers to get free copies of whatever they're reviewing. And I don't even see that happening. That's not something that would ever happen. Honestly, (laughs) because, because once you sign a contract, you're giving away, um, freedom basically to say whatever you want (laughs) about that. that. You know, you know, game companies would load that up with, with all sorts of, uh, you can't say this, you can't say this, you can't talk about this part of the game, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Rashawn, Rashawn went went on an epic rant for the ages. Um, now unfortunately, Rashawn, it was based off of this picture, um, from a website called The Hard Times, which wrote an article saying PewDiePie puts on full KKK regalia during <laughs> during the whole live stream. <laughs> um, hilarious and it fooled a lot of people hard times is a is a satire website though unfortunately (laughs) so uh of course this is something that did not happen i'm still gonna read Rashawn's whole rant anyway because it's fucking funny (laughs) fuck this piece of shit me personally this asshole was ruining the whole youtube platform at this point shit has not been the same since the last time he stirred up some shit the stuff this jackass does is ruining youtube and making things worse for them if he wants to keep being a fucking troll Personally, I hope the company takes down all the videos of their video games off their channel because having your game being played by him is just poison at this point. He is worth over $61 million. He doesn't need to work another day in his life. He can go relax and do anything else, but no, he chooses he choices to say racist shit and wear racist shit in today's world because he thinks it's funny. He can personally go fuck off, and I hope the end results in the companies that have and currently work with him rethink this and find better YouTube content creators to work with. I got a brilliant idea. How about they just try and work with TNP Studios and sponsor Dense Pixels and have any one of you do Let's Plays and live streams and get paid for doing it instead because you deserve it more than that fuck annoying, I'm not going to say the word he used, name PewDiePie, (laughs) use your real name Felix, (laughs) goddammit.
1: You might have to read all of Rashawn comments from that one. <laughs> <laughs> <do> that <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, give us money. That's fine. We'll take it. Hey, look, give me money. I will stop. Uh, I, I will I will convince Terrence to stop saying the N-word. How
0: about <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you give him money, he'll stop saying the N-word. For sure. Yep, he'll stop saying it. <laughs> uh, Evan says, well, PewDiePie's fans are now review-bobbing Firewatch on Steam. Yeah, we we talked about that and and completely expected um, Randy says, you don't insult the consumers who buy the games and PewDiePie is and is PewDiePie even even irrelevant. No, Randy, he is not irrelevant. <laughs> I would say <laughs> even he knows that he's not. He just like all other racist whites saying the N word behind, clo- behind closed doors because nobody watches your videos. Uh, that is factually untrue. Unfortunately, Randy,
1: <laughs> uh,
0: we, we end it uh, with Jay. Of all people, Uh, PewDiePie is responsible for sparking off what is now referred to as the adpocalypse on YouTube, which devastated ad revenue across the entire platform, doing massive damage to himself and many others, our company included. This is where he's giving you some inside baseball. Um, For reference, we have seen as high as 15 times loss in revenue from YouTube due to his previous best quote the jews will not replace us impression so the dcma takedowns are an appropriate response uh the only way these fuckheads like pewdiepie get it is when they lose money he's worth an estimated 60 million so he isn't hurting but to drop him down to nothing new coming in financially is a surefire way to stop this shit companies don't need to pull their ads for the entire platform but instead punish individuals hard with dcma takedowns to make an example of these assholes you want to be edgy Cool, bro. Now you get nothing, you Swedish dickbag. <laughs> and, and, and ultimately, like, and I'm kind of glad that Jay was the last one in um, because that is the problem is that this, this whole thing is not going to hurt Pew, PewDiePie mm-hmm. as much as it's going to hurt everybody else mm-hmm. that's not as successful and not as rich and not as popular as he is. And that's, that's the problem. And like I said, he did not ask to be the representative for YouTube as a whole or the the live streaming community as a whole, but he is. And with that stature, with that power, not to, not to quote uncle Ben comes great responsibility. (laughs) And if you don't, if you can't shoulder that and and seriously, like it's people might think it's unfair to levy this on him, but if you really can't shoulder that,
1: then you got to go away. Look, it's not fair. But um, and if you don't want that responsibility, maybe you need to take a break. Maybe you need to stop doing videos. Maybe you just need to go away.
0: So, so that was the uh the PewDiePie controversy. Um, I'm happy to wash our hands of it. Yeah. Um, but now comes a story that I'm really interested, Micah, and I man, I wish Terrence was here for this too. Um, but I'm really interested to get your take on. It. So, South Park, uh, the fractured but whole. I don't know if they're happy or upset that the PewDiePie thing happened because this was dominating the airways for the day before that whole thing dropped. So there's various levels of difficulty in in the upcoming RPG um, from easy to difficult. But the way that this difficulty is adjusted and tracked is by your character's skin tone in the game. Basically, the the darker you are, the harder the game is. It doesn't make battles harder. But it does affect people, how people talk to you. Um, it affects how people uh, – how people the amount of money that you receive in the game from people. Um, obviously, it is a very witty bit of social commentary from the South Park folks. <laughs> um, but I'm a white guy, so it's not really appropriate for – Well, I mean, it's, I can speak on it if I want to, but it's not – this this is more like I'm I'm interested to hear Micah your take because
1: are you do you find this amusing? Um,
0: are you mad about this?
1: Uh, I'm certainly not mad about it. I think, look, I I, I like South Park. I'm not like a hardcore super fan, but if a South Park episode is on, I'll watch it. Um, I believe that those guys, uh, at least back in the day, um, had incredible insight and in, into uh, what. Parody and social commentary through humor should be. um This is amazing to me. <laughs> I, I absolutely love it. I wonder how many people will get it, and I wonder when the game comes out how many people will have a problem with it. I would love to know. To, I would hope that they would keep some sort of track.
0: There, are there are already some people bitching online. Of course, there are. that they are upset. That in order to play the video game on a harder difficulty, I have to be a black character.
1: character. Well, well, welcome to my world. In order to play 99.9% of all other video games, I have to be a ball-headed white dude. Congratulations. The shoe is on the other foot. Yeah, man, you never hear other minority. What about Hispanic people? there are no there are very few hispanic video game characters like they 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 just aren't represented in this in this industry and now, let you me, never hear them complain about anything like this
0: now let's let's unlock the other part of this um south park has certainly in the past throughout their history um had a unique relationship dealing with race um and they certainly dealt with racial racial humor in Lazy aspects before, um do you trust them to pull this off with the right uh I, I don't I don't know if finesse is the right word but but do you trust them to not fuck this up basically
1: i do i you know this I don't see this truly affecting um i don't see, I, and I'm very curious, I'm getting this game, and I'll have to play a couple of different playthroughs just to see what dialogue is different, but I don't think they're going to be like, Hey, here, darky. Here's a, here's a penny for your thoughts. Whereas, you know, Hey, great white savior. Here's a hundred dollars. Like, I don't think they'll do anything like that. I think that, I think that all the dialogue and stuff will be the same. You would just get like, let's say you do a mission and if you're on easy, you get, a hundred bucks, whereas if you're on hard, you get twenty five bucks. That would be the same thing if if the skin tone slider wasn't a factor, right? Like hypothetically, if you play a game on a hard mode, you're rewarded with less resources, no matter what right mm-hmm. I think this is just I think this is just a piece of social commentary that is not meant to be that will not be, like, the crux of the game. Like, remember when Bioshock Infinite came out and they showed that one scene of that interracial couple? At the beginning
0: of the game, yeah. You have to choose where you throw the baseball, basically. Right,
1: right. And you... They kind of made it... It kind of made it seem like those type of decisions were going to be prominent in the game and to make you think about stuff. And it really wasn't. You know, it, it was just that one instance and then they just kind of moved on. I think that's what's, I think that's what this is going to be. They, they're just, they're just, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, it's a gag. Mm-hmm.
0: It, it, it was interesting. Cause I, I posted this story in our, in our fan group, um, dot slash fans originally. And everyone had a good laugh about it. I don't think, I don't think there was anyone, at least no one that commented, um, that was, worried or concerned or or was upset about this and but then i saw on like video game twitter there was a lot of um notable like journalist folks and especially people of color um that were really concerned and like yeah this is this isn't good like this is this seems like a cute thing but uh you know this this requires a deft touch and i don't think that that they're gonna be able to pull this off in a way that's not offensive
1: i think that they are afraid that um <laughs> that that the people of South Park are going to all turn into Pew Pies and start calling your character the N-word. Mm. I think if they play it, they'll realize that in my opinion, this is probably nothing more than a gag. I'm I'm very I w- would I would love for um there to be a comment on race and and how characters treat you differently and see what they speak on it. We'll see how they speak on that, but I don't think um, I don't think any of that will happen. I think it's just I just think it's it's a gag on there on on South Park's part. Um, like I, there's a thing in in our community, the black community, where where we sometimes can't see the forest through the trees, and and people will people will get upset about something. Like, like the N word is a trigger for a lot of people. And if they hear it, no matter what it is, no matter if you aren't black and you heard that, like you're ready to fight. And I, and I get it, but at the same time, like, and, and and that has embittered a lot of people and to the point, to the point where white allies, and I, I hate to use that term, but I, I, I'm not in my right. Mine yet, so I can't think of a better one. But white allies, you know, aren't to they—they they don't trust them. You know what I mean? Like I've known you for a very long time, and I don't know you to be uh, a, a a bigot of any shape or form. But
0: that's it, not true. I—I I, I am a heightist. It, it's everything I can do to <laughs> not uh, to not lash out at Jay every time I see him. So. <laughs>
1: But, at, like, at the same time, like, like someone who didn't know you, I, I could say that you're a nice guy, you're a nice guy, you're a nice guy. But if I, I – I can think of two people right now that just hate white people. And I say, oh, wow, this guy, Brad, he's a really nice guy. Mm, is he white? Mm, I don't trust him then. Like, like that is uncalled for. And And, and I think those type of people might be – in their feelings about this gag. I think that, I don't know. I think it's just a gag, man,
0: but I'll be, inter- I'll be interested to see how it, uh, how it plays out.
1: And let me say this right now. If, if it's not played out properly, Oh, you're going to hear about it. <laughs> you're going to hear about it. I don't, I don't give a fuck if I got to if I'm, uh, you know, uh, yeah, no, you're going to hear about it
0: as well. As, as well. We should. Cause yeah. Yeah. So, um pub g is is doing very well and uh, in over five months they've sold over 10 million copies copies—an impressive feed considering the game is not actually released yet <laughs> what do you what do you what do you take for this early access uh trend that's that's happening more and more
1: uh i think it's uh genius right like because it can be, and quite frankly, I don't know why companies don't, don't do this. Um, I don't know why more companies don't do this, especially in order to spur pre-orders. I know 2K does it with the WWE games, where if you pre-order a game, you get to play it five days early. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know why people don't do it. Like it's a, it's a. It's a marketing ploy. It's a marketing tactic to to get people to buy your game, and it gets and it's essentially like a beta test, right? Like that you pay for.
0: (laughs) I see. That's that's the thing that always gets me. I want to know. I want to know what the Venn diagram crossover looks like of people who bitch about DLC (laughs) in games and people who bitch about. I I hate the culture nowadays because they they release, uh, you know, they really put out unfinished products and then they make you buy stuff down the road. And I wonder how many of those people also buy into early access games like PUBG, like Uh Fortnite, you know, (sighs) stuff like that. Because I'd have to imagine there's probably more than a few.
1: Right. Like people.
0: Um, and I'm sorry, but if you, if you want to get on a high – because like, there, there was a person that I overheard a conversation with today uh, who didn't want to buy Destiny 2 because he was distrustful um, of, of Bungie and Activision because they released they, – they purposely held back stuff from Destiny 1 and they released half a game and they made you buy the other halves of the game through, throughout. And I, I would just be curious to know if he, if he played uh, – if he was a, a player known as Battlegrounds player.
1: So, yeah because yeah, that doesn't make that doesn't make sense right right like,
0: like you're, you''re you're you're buying literally an unfinished product <laughs> that you <laughs> are you are putting your faith into that developer to to finish it
1: maybe that's that'll be the argument right the argument will be well, I know it's an unfinished product, uh, so I know what I'm getting into, so it's my fault, whereas with destiny, I thought it was done one hundred percent and there would be no DLC at all, ever. Yeah, Despite the fact that they announced that beforehand. Right.
0: It's an interesting thing to me. Um, good for PUBG. Definitely the big phenomenon for 2017, I think it'll go down, go down as. Yeah. Um, Blizzard has built an eSports arena and opened it in Los Angeles. Um, custom designed from the ground up with amenities to accommodate top eSports competitors and their fans. Uh, they're going to be having high-profile events for uh, Hearthstone and Overwatch at this place. Uh, starting on uh, the um, Contenders Playoffs for Overwatch is the weekend of October 7th and 8th. It'll be the grand opening of the Blizzard Arena Los Angeles. Um, top teams from Europe and North America will arrive to battle over prize pools and regional dominance. On October 13th, the Summer Championship for the Hearthstone Championship Tour takes over the arena for a full weekend of championship competition with $250,000. On the line. Um the players left standing will be the final entrance in the Hearthstone World Championship, which will be happening in early twenty eighteen. This will also be the home for the inaugural season of the Overwatch League, uh, coming soon in twenty eighteen. They uh-huh. did it.
1: Yeah, they did it. I they <laughs> don't have pictures
0: of the arena in this uh, in the Blizzard news release.
1: Yeah, I feel that like would
0: That's be, all sighted sort
1: of that would be nice to see, but Oh, there's right. no picture of it anywhere
0: actually so never mind um <laughs> i guess i guess they haven't shown anyone this building that's that's in los angeles right now
1: some phantom building
0: <laughs> uh finally for headlines this week on uh, nintendo's reggie Fizeme has urged the public not to overpay for an snes classic <laughs> sorry this article is taking a little bit longer to load than i uh originally thought it would
1: um Essentially, he told the Financial Times that the short supply of the NES Classic was not an intentional move to create buzz. He claims that the production numbers were simply based on sluggish sales of rival retro gaming machines, uh, but those machines weren't made by Nintendo. Despite retailing at $80, the NES Classic was going upwards of $200 on eBay almost immediately. Um, he insists that they plan to manufacture plenty of consoles this time around. So
0: this, this statement is so frustrating <laughs> because I don't know why it takes five or six months to get this level of transparency from <laughs> Nintendo about this issue. <laughs> if, if, if 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 they when when they cut production off, they said, "Oh, it was always planned to be a limited item. This is how it was going to be." Like if you if you had gone out and said, "Hey, like we look like the reason why we produce so little of them is because of this reason here," I don't think you would have had people hitting back at you so much. Right? That's a perfectly legitimate explanation. We looked at the market. We didn't we 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 underestimated the power of our brand? That's a humble stance. Yeah. People like humility. <sighs> it, it's like uh, this oh this fucking this drives me insane. <laughs> and that's not even the focus of the article. Like the focus of the article is hey, don't don't pay out the nose for an SNES. We're making more
1: of them this time. <laughs> but <sighs> Right, it's just like why didn't you say it sooner? Like right. people, as much as people want to forgive Nintendo for everything they do, like when they have a legitimate reason as to why those things were were hard to find, and you just kind of keep it to yourself. Like, I, I mean, come on, man, it's so, oh, it's so annoying.
0: It's so fucking annoying. <laughs> and apparently, they're bringing the the NES Classic back. Apparently, because <laughs> of course they are
1: right at this right. point well look i mean at least they're at least they are making a lot of these things like they realize they they realize they missed out on a on a big payday man
0: this let me tell you something the super mario brothers live action movie back in 1993 ruined everything <laughs> that that's the reason that nintendo is such a closely guarded and insular company yeah they're like, oh, the last time we let this shit out of the wild, look what you did with it. <laughs> it fucking, you know, John Leguizamo playing Italian plumber whose <laughs> last name was Mario.
1: <laughs> Mario, Mario is <Luis>, Luigi Mario. <laughs> <laughs> So
0: yeah, very, very frustrating statement from Nintendo, but uh, I guess scalpers might as well just not even charge money for their, their ripped-off SNES Classics because nobody's going to buy them on eBay now that Nintendo has spoken, I'm sure. Uh, that is it for headlines. Before we, uh, before we move into the back half of the show, um, don't forget to, whenever you order, when you do order your SNES Classic, that'll be readily available from Nintendo. Uh, make sure you do it at densepixels.com slash Amazon Uh, whenever you buy anything off Amazon big or small use our Amazon link densepixels.com slash Amazon we get a small percentage of the sale it helps pay for overhead items like hosting fees equipment things like that that we use to keep the to produce the shows Uh, we appreciate everybody that uses our link and continues to use it and again densepixels.com slash Amazon anytime you buy anything from amazon.com all right um I am really 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 enjoying Destiny too, yeah, like tremendously so
1: yeah it, it, it just it, feels right if it is like putting on it's like putting on an old shoe or putting on a putting on a glove like it it the the it's the shooting that you remember it's it's is destiny, but one is back and two it's better and mm-hmm. It's more streamlined and it is what, uh, it is, it is what it's, it's a testament to that company that they were able to, they put out a game, they, uh, altered it, they tweaked it, they tried to refine it. And a lot of people were very happy with what they did in the Taken King. And they were like, you know what? We can, we're still listening. And we can modify and tweak a little more. And um yeah, I, I I dig it, man. Like it's it's that same destiny feel, but uh different. And you know, the the strikes are the strikes are better.
0: Oh, the strikes are, are worlds better. I mean I, I so I ran strikes for the first so I guess we should probably go through some stages. So just to be clear with where we are, um I've probably put in fifteen to twenty hours so far um uh, Mike has put in about 20 plus hours between two versions of the game. Yeah. Um we both finished the campaign. Um we both just waded into the end game content for the game. Um, the campaign, we're not going to speak on spoilers um for those of you that have not gotten to it. I will say I I appreciate the fact that it's a, co- a cohesive campaign. Um I really enjoyed a lot of the set pieces in the campaign. Yeah. Um, especially towards the end, like the end, it got really like over the top. Um, and I never played Halo, but as I understand it, that it was like, it was very Halo esque in the way um, the campaign was structured.
1: A lot of, um, uh, a lot of the pacing was very much like Halo. A lot of the, um, a lot of the like vehicle sections, uh, like, uh, like the last mission of one of those Halos is just, a, a you're in a vehicle and you got to escape. And that's very similar to one of the missions in destiny. Um, what I like about the campaign is the set design and and art design. like they know how to set a stage and make things look you know very, very grand. The final battle uh, when you when you come up from that elevator. And you see what you see. It it is. It's like yeah, like I'm ready to fight. You know what I mean? Like they did the same thing with um, the Taken King. When you when you head to Oryx's lair, to, when you when you go fight Oryx, there's a there's a, a spark that lights, and, and all of a sudden, it, once it gets to the end, everything just lights up, and you see this symbol. I was like, wow, this is fucking. This is fucking grand, man. Like, this is, these are people who love their product to the point where they take it just a little too seriously. (laughs) But, but it is fun, man. Um, mechanics, the, I mean, look, everybody says, oh, story, story, story. I don't, I don't know what the fuck is going on with this story. Uh, I I really don't, but I know enough of what's going on to find it way more entertaining than the first disconjointed. Uh, mess like this is the story is cohesive destiny's always had really good lore but now they've uh plotted a store a proper story
0: yeah man i i, I love it and um uh, and so the end game um it, it it's it's amazing how much feedback they took this is like the I feel bad calling Destiny One comparing it to Assassin's Creed One because it's a better game than Assassin's Creed One, but but this is like the Assassin's Creed One to Assassin's Creed Two leap, yeah, that they took basically. So, the end game in Destiny One, when you were done the the campaign, is you could replay the campaign missions, um, you could do patrols which were shitty in Destiny One, um, you could do strikes, you could do the special strikes like the Nightfall stuff like that, you could do the raids, and you could do PvP. It's pretty much about it that you could do in the game. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: This game has all that stuff. Um, Destiny 2 has all that stuff. Patrols are back. Patrols still suck, but now they don't suck as much because they only take like two seconds. Mm -hmm. But now they also have adventures in the open world areas. They have these huge open world areas, much bigger than the ones in the first game. They have quests that you can go on post-game that give you access to certain exotics. They have lost sectors, which are little caves that you can dive into that are kind of hidden away that give you a nice loot cache. They have treasure chests scattered all over the place. They have, um, you know, like I said, they have the different strikes. They have quests that you can do regularly for each, each, world has like a non-player character, which are all for the most part, very good, by the way, like, like yeah. very charismatic characters yeah. that they have populated these planets um, that you can do the public events. I've done so many fucking <laughs> public events
1: <laughs> in this just-
0: game so far.
1: They're fun, man. They're fun. And they took, you know, in Destiny 1, public events were just scattered. And, you know, the, the Destiny community um, created algorithms to try and anticipate where the next public event is going to be. And they saw that. and They were like, oh, shit. Like, why didn't we think of that? So they put it in this one. And if I see a uh, public event happening, like, I was on a mission today. I was like, yo, this public event is about to start in like forty five seconds. I'm just gonna put this mission on hold <laughs> and go do this public event and then come back to it.
0: But the I mean, but they made it worthwhile. I mean, because they added flashpoints as well, which if which it's they designate a certain specific zone each week as a flashpoint area, and doing public events will get you some legendary gear. And a chance at an exotic. So, so they made, they made, basically, they made everything matter and they kept enough, they, they, they add enough, enough stuff that's varied to not keep you bored. Cause doing patrols all the time in Destiny 1 was boring. And yeah, yeah I get like the adventures are just like long patrols, but there's some story with them. And yeah. they're not like they're not reinventing the wheel for any of this stuff. Right. But it's presented in a really, a really endearing fashion. That makes yeah. it fun to play.
1: Yeah, I, like hearing the banter between the characters. Like, uh, it's. I wonder. I wonder how long it's going to take for me to get tired of it. But right now, I'm. You know, like failsafe is hilarious, and um, a lot of these characters are, are just great, man. Like, I, I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm having a blast with it. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I've. Have you done a lot of PvP? Uh no I haven't done a lot of PvP. I, I okay. don't enough PVP
0: to op- to unlock it. Um that's probably where my biti- my biggest criticism of the game does come into play. So the way they do PvP is they have you used to be able to pick which game mode you went into. Um yeah. now you pick a playlist. So you either do quick play, which are the casual modes, which are Clash Supremacy and Control or you do competitive, which is the new countdown mode and survival, but you don't get to pick which game mode you play. So like, if you want to go in and you just want to do control, sorry, you do quick play and you'll get to do control every third match, basically. Not really keen with that. I get why they did it. They wanted to make it simple and easy. I kind of hope they bring out the, the regular game modes
1: yeah, back at I, some point. Yeah, I don't understand why that was, uh, y- you know, I, I want to play what I want to play.
0: But I mean, but that's it's like it's minor grape in the swing of things. I do like the four v four. It makes it makes Crucible much more challenging than it was before. That's for sure. Um, It's definitely tough. Um, If you ever find yourself in a two on one, you might as well just get ready to hit respawn because there's (laughs) there's no fucking way that you're uh, unless you're really good um, that you're surviving that. Um, But it's been fun um, for the most part. That's but like I said, that's where I'm really great, man. The strikes. I ran strikes for the first time last night. Oh boy, (laughs) we talked about it after the beta, how the strikes almost seem like half raids at this point and man, oh man, they were a lot
1: of fun. Which ones did you do? I keep getting uh, the pyramid one okay a lot of that
0: one um i have done i i only did two because i just wanted to to get the milestone off my list by the way milestones fantastic addition to the game way better than bounties were mm-hmm. uh in the first game gives gives you it gives you a direction to head when you're playing that day um i did the um oh my god what's the hive queen lady the the, the one the one on titan where that like um
1: we that eyeball. Yes, yes, yeah, I did that I did one. That, I did that today.
0: And then I did the um, the 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 ship one on Nessus, where you have to go into the core of the ship.
1: I haven't done that one yet. Oh
0: my god, dude! The boss fight in that one is out of control.
1: I did, uh, I did the the I did that the one that you said first. I did Peridian or Pyramid Pyramid, whatever, where there's a lot of. Um, jumping around and there are these lasers that you have to avoid um because if you touch them you'll die um and then they're they're in different configurations and you know like it's it's essentially like a like a grounded platform or so to speak and um and that's pretty fun it's 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 kind of annoying because the the last um arena like a lot of the like some of the arenas now like the last arena is an island with holes in it and cover switches like mm-hmm. the boss can manipulate the cover. So, and, and then there are areas where you have to, where you have to stand to unlock the shield that the boss is, is, uh, generating for himself while fighting off enemies. Like it's really hectic and really fun. Um, and then I did this other one where we had to fight this, this, um, this cabal, general and the Cabo general, you know, they, they make it a point in the, in the, um, strike to, to mention that, you know, this guy is not like a meathead, like he's very smart and he has, and he uses different tactics. Um, Oh, speaking of which I like how that, since the health bugs are segmented, you know, which phase is about to come up mm-hmm. and you know, okay, well, I got to prepare for phase two. And I got to prepare for phase three. And if there is a phase four, I got to prepare for that. Like it's, it's, it's fun, man. They're really, really fun.
0: It's, it's, it's just been an impressive product so far. Um, we have a few new stories to cover on it, but so, but so far I've been very, very happy with the game, um, as it's been presented so far. It's, it's, it's been a trip. I love the different. <sighs> I don't I don't know if it's just me. I feel like they t- went out of their way to create more variety with the different weapons and and armor that's in the game so far.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I I I love the new armor system of uh, the new weapon system now where you know, I because I prefer I prefer auto rifles and pulse rifles. Like I just uh, those are the the weapons that I prefer, so for um, for me to have um, a a an elemental auto rifle is a godsend to me. Um, I picked up this one pulse rifle that you get for completing a story mission, and it sounds like it sounds like uh, you're at a dubstep concert. Oh, is it, is it
0: the uh, the graviton lance?
1: Yeah, I, no <laughs> <laughs> it sounds amazing.
0: I got a I got sweet business um, the other day, and that thing off a drop? No, no, no from a from a from a from a for a reward.
1: No, I got to
0: do that. Quote. Oh, it's I gotta do that so quest. good! It's so good, and it's so pretty too. I I have it. I posted a picture in our fan group um, of my character, and I, I I have the ornament for it mm-hmm. as well, and it makes it like gold and and brown. It's it's nice looking. It's a nice looking it. gun. So
1: I, I want the sweet business, man. They, they play, they gave you that gun in the in the beta. I was like, oh, I can get with this.
0: Yeah, it's 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 pretty fucking nice. Yeah, it's it's been. I've I've never carried more weapons on me in a Destiny game at any point. Like like both my both my my energy and power slots. Like I have one, like seven different weapons in each one.
1: Yeah, because I can't need them.
0: My mind. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you need them. You don't know what's you know, you you run into a certain enemy and. Oh, okay. Well, you might need to quickly equip a void weapon to knock that shield down because there are bonuses for eliminating that shield with the right weapon. Like it's it, which gives you incentive to keep a bunch of weapons on you and to try new stuff. Like you know, you you don't get pigeonholed into a certain type of weapon. You know, you kind of got to think about your loadout. For uh, uh, it's it's great, man. We will have uh, we
0: will have much more to say on Destiny over the coming weeks and months. I'm sure. Um, and again, if you guys out there are playing Destiny two and enjoying yourself, and you need a clan, um, check out Dense Pixels Guardians. Um, you can search that on Bungie's Clan Manager, or you can. Uh, we have a link to it on our main Facebook page. Uh, we will certainly be happy to have you. And you can run. Uh, you can join a fire team with fellow hosts and listeners of the show. It doesn't matter which console you're on either. We have people in, for PlayStation and Xbox. Uh, that are in the clan right now
1: i should probably make that clan then shouldn't i <laughs> no no
0: you don't need it. i'm saying that the Despens guardians clan you can join up if you're on playstation or xbox it doesn't matter
1: oh snap all right
0: so you can e- mike you can even add your xbox account in there if you wanted to as well
1: yeah i'll have to add my
0: xbox account there yeah then. um we're not the only people enjoying destiny 2 by the way uh over the weekend um they racked up 1.2 million concurrent players
1: Oh, online
0: and remember it's not even out on pc yet goodness gracious so uh it's yeah that's definitely doing very well it's uh, i've heard it's the biggest launch so far uh of 2017 mm. uh, Bungie also has laid out the september content roadmap for <sighs> destiny 2 um of course last week was the launch and the first nightfall strike um, as we, as we're recording this, the weekly resets happening tonight, uh, switching to Nessus, um, the nightfall is going to be the inverted Spire, um, and then guided games are going to begin in beta. Uh, the raid also comes out next week. Uh, next Friday is the first trials of the nine, which is replacing trials of Osiris. Uh, Xur will also show up for the first time. Did, Mike, apparently Xur is just going to be out in the, in the world somewhere this huh. time like he's not going to have his two or three spots that he rotates between he's just going to be on a plant somewhere so we're so there's an app that i use on android called where is zer that i'm gonna have to be
1: yeah well in. guess like, what great, I gotta, great this week i gotta see if there's an ios version because <laughs> i am not the one to be searching for that dude yep this,
0: this um other notes um looks like let's see more trials the nine more zer uh, Flashpoint, um, the raid-guided games beta begins at the end of the month. Uh, They're also doing what's called a faction rally um, on September 26th. Uh, Dead Orbit, Future War, called New Monarchy, all coming back. They've not detailed exactly what that pertains. I kind of hope it's not just join the faction like it was in Destiny 1. Right. I hope there's something more to it. Um, but that's what September looks like. Uh, the first details, by the way, of the first expansion... Leaked the other day. I'm sure that wasn't by accident. Um, it's going to be called Curse of Osiris, as they have already announced. And you, as the name would suggest, you will actually be working and and running alongside of Osiris on Mercury, um, which is going to have a new zone called the Infinite Forest. Uh, you'll actually be able to put, to explore uh, Mercury, so it'll be become another patrolable area, uh, which is very interesting. It's the first time that Mercury's ever been a playable. Uh, PVE area in the game. Previously, uh, it was a multiplayer map and it was also the reward um, if you went flawless in Trials of Osiris. Last year, you got to visit the lighthouse, which is on Mercury. Um, They say it's going to come with uh, explore Mercury in its mysterious infinite forest, new story missions and adventures, uh, new themed weapons, armor and gear, new co-op activities, new competitive multiplayer arenas and more. Uh, Most notably, it does not appear uh, that there's going to be a new raid with this expansion or at least not one that they've announced yet. Uh they might be saving that for the Trials of the Nine expansion which comes out in the spring of next year. Thoughts?
1: Uh look, I bought the season pass on both systems so <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I'm, I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to I'm ready to go. I'm I just got to build up my uh I got to build up my characters now.
0: Okay. Um, however, as, as much fun as we're having and, and as, as joyous as it's been, um, there are two controversies, unfortunately, that have reared their ugly head. One is today. Um, apparently, there is a piece of armor uh, called the Road Complex AA-1 that, uh, unfortunately, has some racist iconography on it. Um, apparently, this gauntlet, uh, this hunter gauntlet, has an emblem on it uh, that is reflective of the is that the Kekistan flag? Uh, I have I have no idea. I've never heard of this before. So apparently um there is a satirical religion that's created by white nationalists um called Kek. And their banner is a green flag um with a cross in the middle. Uh, it has four, it, it's the it's like 4K surrounding these like three lines. There's also the 4chan logo in the top left corner <laughs> of all things. Um, I had never heard of this. Um, I'm assuming that Bungie as a whole had not either because, of course, they released the game with this uh with this logo that looks yeah, more similar than is comfortable, probably. Yeah, <laughs> uh, especially when you factor in the color of the gauntlet as well, kind of matches that of the flag yeah somewhat um (laughs) yeah someone's gonna get fired i think i'm thinking that that whoever whatever artist uh made up that gauntlet uh it's probably not gonna be working for Bungie. (laughs) I, i find it really hard to believe that that's an unfortunate coincidence
1: yeah that's um I mean, look, I'm willing to give people the benefit of the doubt, but the, this is this is a little too uh, this is a little too close for comfort.
0: Yeah, uh, Bungie did put out a statement on Twitter today uh, saying it's come to our attention that a gauntlet in Destiny Two shares elements with a hate symbol. It's not intentional. We are removing it. Our deepest apologies. This does not represent our values, and we are working quickly to correct this. We renounce hate in all forms. Yeah, like I said, I don't. I certainly don't blame Bungie as a whole for this. Um, but I do think that there was an artist that had to have known what they yeah. were doing when they put this in the game. <laughs> yeah, because that just, is unfortunate.
1: It's just innocuous enough that no one in their right mind knows what this is.
0: Right. I mean, i have never seen this or seen or heard of this before yeah this story um but yeah it's i don't think i'm good good on Bungie for being like oh this is this is just an unfortunate coincidence like no that's it looks a little too little <laughs> too good to or a little too accurate to to be a coincidence i think yeah <laughs> um so we'll see if that story has legs throughout the week um man i hope not but uh <laughs> there was a story last week that did have uh some serious legs and people are upset uh the one thing that people are universally upset about is how bungie has switched the shader system in destiny to uh it's being called shader gate of course it is because everything has to be have a gate suffix on it when it's a controversy um so for those not familiar the way shaders worked in destiny one is you'd acquire a shader uh you'd have it forever you could apply it freely switch it up um it colored your whole armor set um in in a themed fashion Uh, relative to that shader Uh, in destiny 2 uh, they switched it up by letting you color individual pieces of gear rather than your whole outfit Um, and you can also alter ships and speeders and guns and stuff like that sounds great right Um, the downside is that the shaders are consumable so usually when you get shaders in destiny 2 uh, you get a pack of them so you get three to five um, in a pack and as you use them you are using them so they they go away and if you overwrite um, a previous shader on an armor set, then you have lost that specific shader until you reacquire it again. Um, exacerbating this problem is the fact that shaders, um, one of the prevalent sources for them is from bright engrams and from bright engrams, those unfamiliar with destiny, bright engrams are a new type of engram and engrams are like treasure chests, basically that you get in destiny. Uh, but they are loot boxes essentially. Um you do earn bright engrams throughout the game once you reach level 20. Um every time that you would level up, you get a bright engram for free. Uh but of course, being 2017, uh you can also buy these yourself in the with real world money uh with that is destiny's version of micro transactions essentially. Um complicating matters further is the fact that some shaders are exclusive to bright engrams. You can only get them uh through bright engrams. Uh there's another way to get shaders through the Eververse uh using a currency called bright dust. Um uh, you only can get bright dust though by breaking down items that you get in bright engrams. So they they're they're all tied around around this central thing. Um people are upset as one would expect them to, be, I guess when you cuz when you take an established system, how they had in Destiny 1, you change it and you monetize it. Um people are going to lose their shit. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. As, as we expected so before we uh before we move on to the internet taking things a bit too far um how do you feel about this change to the game
1: i mean look it it it's it sucks because you're used to one thing and now something is a little different but uh at the same time, like how often are you changing your how often are you changing? I don't I don't I usually find a shader that I like and then I usually just kind of stick with it. I mean, I know that's not for everyone, but I I don't necessarily I understand why people are mad, but it, it's not preventing you from it's not preventing you from playing the game. And Would it be nice that all these shaders are were free? Enough, but yeah, free, Uh, sure. But I don't know. I'm just not that mad at it. Like I'm not. I'm not so pissed that I. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old.
0: Well, I I am someone who use different shaders often in Destiny One. I would I would go back and forth between different ones. Um, I was excited when they let you customize the individual pieces of gear. I think that's a positive addition. Um, I I do wish that they did not make shaders consumable. I will say that I kind of wish if you earned a shader that you could apply it freely. Um, that would certainly be nice. However, um, I'm not like so hurt by this. So, one of the things Bungie said when they were answering this controversy is, "Hey, you're going to be swimming in shaders. It's not as big of a deal as you think it is." And they're kind of right like ever ever since i hit level 20 you get shaders pretty regularly like nowadays um not only can you get them from the bright engrams that you earn most legendary emblem or most legendary engrams also include a shader of -hmm. some kind as well typically Mm -hmm. um now obviously i can understand people getting upset about the rare ones Um, I think a fair bit of contention or I think a fair solution would be to maybe offer up some of those rare shaders that you could purchase directly instead of having to, you know, roll the roll the roll the dice and pray to RN Jesus that they'll be that they'll be in whatever bright engram that pops out. Um, So I think that's one way you could fix that. I think people are making a bigger deal about it than it is. Um, I also think that this this was the breaking point for some (laughs) for some reason with a lot of people with loot boxes. Um a lot in the industry this week have been ballyhooing about how loot boxes are so evil because they are instilling the same behaviors that incorporate that that are associated with gambling in young people at a young age.
1: Come on, yo. Uh come on, yo. It's not it's not that serious. It's not that serious. It, or it, <laughs> They,
0: they might not even be wrong, okay? So, like, yes, buy, buying, getting a bright Engram, and especially if you're spending real-life money on it, is a bit of a slot machine, okay? You're, you're, you're pulling the lever, and you're seeing what pops out. But this is no different, no different than any trading card game, yeah. including Pokemon, which, by the way, marketed towards kids. I don't know if you know. <laughs> it's no different than collecting any kind of trading cards in general, baseball cards whatever right Uh, a comparison that i heard it's no different than going to the grocery store and putting a coin in the fucking machine at the end and turning the lever and getting the little fucking sticker that pops out yeah it's it's no different than any other blind buy situation it's not different at all you know you know you're getting something and i can tell you every bright engram you're gonna get a pack of shaders you're gonna get a mod at least one mod or you're going to get like a like an item of some kind whether that be a weapon ornament or ship or speed or whatever and you're going to get two um armor or weapon mods in every box you don't know what they're going to be but you know what you're going to get it'd be one thing if you were paying to get this thing and like you open a bright engram is like oh sorry nothing nothing in this one right right like that would be gambling right this is just you are you are you're you're you know you you know you're getting something it just might not be the thing that you want which it's is like no the- different than Overwatch which is no different than PUBG's loot boxes or any other loot box situation it's like, it's like loot crate
1: for fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: you know what you're not wrong
1: <laughs> so i i think it's a little different than the whole gambling thing like you said with gambling you could lose out on something at least you know that you are getting something well, and and to be and 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 would
0: it be nice if they gave you like the drop rates for certain things? Like if you're if you're chasing a particular shader or a particular ornament, it would be nice to know what your percentage chances are of acquiring that specific one in one of these boxes. That would be cool if they released that information.
1: Sure, I mean it. It would be nice, but at the same time, if you told somebody what their drop rate was. Like, if you say well you got a you got a one in ten chance of getting it, someone buys the thing for ten tries, and you know, what if it doesn't show up right for right for whatever reason, then they're going to get all pissed and start bitching again, so right just 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 let it be just let it be a a, a surprise for you well the, and the other thing that we have to get back to,
0: and people are like, oh this yes, this is true, but that's not the point. All of the stuff in here is cosmetic yeah. except for, except for the mods but the mods really don't affect yeah. gameplay that much yeah five
1: armor like uh it doesn't it doesn't or or, or,
0: or right like up. or like you know you get a you get a small cooldown on your on your melee attack you know you know what the cooldown is it's literally like three seconds i don't think that three seconds is gonna be the difference between winning and losing in the right. crucible you know what i mean right um so I, I i really feel like that this was blown out of proportion. Um, I guess it says a lot about Destiny 2 that this is the only thing that people could really grab onto and then shake. Um,
1: Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if um, the economy in Destiny 1 was was, um, a big issue, right? Because when the game first came out, you didn't have anything to spend your money on. Um, Don't be surprised if later on down the line, if enough people complain about it, you'll be able to buy common shaders with glimmer and then they keep like the super rare stuff through, um, through bright engrams, but just to kind of appease people and they'll, and they'll cost, they'll cost like, uh, an ungodly amount of glimmer for whatever reason. But if you want it, like this is, yeah, you know, you'll get a, you can buy a, a, gl, uh, a shader engram. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I mean, that's the only compromise that I can see um, that would appease everyone. It's but, uh, yeah. I got a, I got plenty of shit, and you know what? I haven't even applied a shader. I've, I've, I've run two Titans on two different systems, and I still haven't applied a shader. Well,
0: I, I will say the one thing that this has done is it has made me much more conservative to using those shaders like now i only apply them if it's something like it's like all right this is i really like how this looks and i can't see myself wanting to change it unless like an amazing shader comes along and makes it look terrific you know what i mean
1: now if you get another piece of armor if you get like a, a better piece of gear mm. does that new gear apply, uh have that shader? Right, on so it?
0: The, the shader is tied right. to that specific piece of gear
1: so you have to so you have to be so you have to really like the look of that gear and then mm-hmm. just infuse it or whatever.
0: Yeah, and and I'm only I'm I'm only using it for like I've only applied shaders so far to exotics and legendaries that I know I'm going to hang on to permanently. Yeah. Like I'm not doing it on a legendary that I'm like oh, I don't know if I'm going to need this long term. I'm not doing it on any blues, certainly not on any greens. Yeah. So that's that's not necessary. So that so if anything that that's how my habits have changed. Is I'm not applying them willy-nilly anymore. Um like before I applied it to my ship, I made sure, okay, this is the one I want for sure, and and didn't deviate from that. So I mean that's that's I mean, that's that's how it's changed my habits basically.
1: When I get like I'm I'm gonna go downstairs and work on getting the um work on getting the EDC, EDZ, um armor set for my Titan. Mm-hmm. Um when I get that if I get, like, a full set of something like that, like, like special, like, glamour armor, um, then I'll worry about shaders. But mm-hmm. right now, uh, you know, it's all good.
0: I get why people don't like microtransactions. Yeah. But at the same time.
1: You're not missing out on the game, though. You're not missing out on the game. And also,
0: it's not a bad thing for a game company to make money. Yeah, like if people. not, I mean,
1: yeah, you people. can't
0: you can't you can't want a company like Bungie to make so much content and have all these free events, free events, by the way, and have all of this other stuff that they added the game besides the expansions and then be like, oh, but I I, I feel really fucking awful about giving you guys five dollars for, <laughs> for for that shit for this shader that I really want. Sorry, right. like I so, I, be- I, I get I get why people don't like it, but at the same time it's it, it, it having stuff like that does it's not just going into bobby codex pockets you know what i mean like as much as people think that it is it's right. not it 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 does go towards you know we we don't like like we're not getting rich off your amazon money here like we're actually using yeah. it to, yeah. to to buy yeah, shit no kidding <laughs> right to buy to buy shit that we use that's why we do it it's no different than than what they're doing, and again, and yeah, does Activision make some money from this? Absolutely, but it's also what makes them excited to publish Destiny three. Exactly. When it's time for Destiny three, so I mean, it's 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 a double edged sword. I don't advocate, you know, dropping a hundred dollars on silver for Destiny. Like, certainly not. That's that's taking it to an extreme. Right. And again, if you don't if you don't like microtransactions, you are feel free not to buy them until a game comes out with a microtransaction that you literally need to play the game. That's, that's what you can save your ire for. But if it's just being used for stuff that's
1: cosmetic or stuff that's completely optional, then just, just do you man. Right. Right. Well, turn around and be mad that like, I, I I went on there on Bungie's Twitter to check the, uh, the status of the maintenance and, um, they were like, oh, okay, maintenance continues, it'll be done at 2 p.m. Uh, PDT. The first comment was, so are we getting free silver then? Like, come on, yo. Like, they're trying to, it's not like they're doing this to, it's not like they're doing shit like this to, they're doing it to help provide you with a better experience. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of entitlement. You know, like, well, I bought this game, so now it's mine. Well, no, it's it's not yours per se. You know, you're you you bought the license to play it. I I don't know, man. I
0: don't know. I just, I just I just think a lot of digital ink gets spilt over over this stuff, and it's just I I I get that you want to do it, and and people should be kept in check so that it doesn't balloon into a bigger problem, and I'm fine with that. But just just get off the high horse. It doesn't have to be the, the, the ideological hill that you die on. There are far more things in right. the world that you can get upset about right. that actually matter. Right. So we'll end it there. Um, really good episode this week. Uh, make sure if you're not a part of our fan group, denspixels.com slash fans. Uh, if you've not left us a five-star review on iTunes, we would certainly appreciate it. It helps get the podcast more visible thanks to their goofy algorithms. Uh, plus, we'll read it on the air. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at dense pixels. Um, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google play music, or any podcatcher app that you choose. We are also on Twitch. I am dense pixels Brad, uh, Terrence is apparition four ten. Micah is dense black nerd and Carrie sub. It's Carrie. Carrie also, um, we're going to plug, uh, she's doing extra life, uh, once again this year, which is the first weekend in November. Um, I have her page that I can pull up in two seconds here real quick so that you can go contribute to her. I would really love to do an extra life. It's very difficult for me because I am usually working on the weekends. So okay. Carrie is Carrie for now is our de facto um, extra life official channel. We'll call it um, her. If you, if you just go on extra life and search for Carrie Wood, um C-A-R-R-I-E-W-O-O-D. Uh, You can donate. She has a goal of $400. Um, She's raised a few bucks so far, but definitely contribute if you can. Um, She is playing for, I'm sorry, I don't have this information in front of me right now. uh, The Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Um, She'll be playing Pokemon and some other things. She'll also have some prizes to give away. Um, Don't be surprised if you see some free games uh, from us given out on her stream. So again, if you can contribute some to her charity drive, please do so. Um Extra Life's on November 3rd, check it out uh, that is it, Micah thank you very much for uh, suffering and, and, and coming here even on with an injury,
1: well you know, my ego would not allow me to not be on the show so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we hope you enjoyed it, um, sign up for premium so you can listen to Die Another Day on the Men with the Golden Tongues it's worth the $5, I promise
1: yeah man <laughs> and uh we
0: will see you guys next week. See ya. What's up everyone? This is uh oh, fuck. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> what what podcast am I on? <laughs>